Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Greeny back and better than ever presented by Progressive Insurance. Our guests today will be on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. I have a ton of things I want to get to today, and I will, but there is only one reasonable place to begin, and that is to have two conversations about a legend that we have lost. And legend is a word that we tend to overutilize. We attach legend to a lot of things. Legendary has become an adjective that we use a lot. And as a general rule, I like it. But here's the problem with it, is if you call too many people a legend, then the word stops to mean what it was originally intended to mean. And what it was originally intended to mean was John Thompson. John Thompson, whom we lost at the age of 78, the legendary basketball coach at Georgetown, the Hall of Famer, one of the most important people in sports in the second half of the 20th century in America, defined the word legend and lived the word legend. And we have to have two conversations in order to talk about John Thompson because one is not nearly enough. There have been coaches who won more games than John Thompson. There have been coaches who won more championships than John Thompson, made more Final Fours, sent more players to the NBA. But there may never have been a college basketball coach who mattered more, who meant more than John Thompson did. So we'll talk about that part of it in a moment. But first, I want to talk about the basketball. Because for three decades, he was the coach of the Georgetown Hoyas, And they were prime time. Before UNLV, before the Fab Five, before Mike Krzyzewski was a name anyone had heard of, there was Hoya Paranoia. There was Georgetown. And if you look at college basketball where it was when it was at its biggest, and it isn't anymore, college basketball has irreparably changed and will never go back. I still love it. I am still a huge fan. I watch the games. I root like crazy for my team. But it will never be what it was when these players played for four years. Patrick Ewing played four years for John Thompson at Georgetown. The sport will never be that again. But when it was that, it started with Magic and Larry in 1979. Still the most watched basketball game in the history of the United States. When they met for the NCAA championship. And people say that's where March Madness was born. And it was. But then they handed that baton right over to John Thompson, because what Georgetown became in the early 80s, making three Final Fours in four years, was the biggest stars in the sport, and they were famous on a level and relevant on a level that rivaled any professional team. Right there in that day and age when the 49ers and the Cowboys were defining pro football and the Lakers and the Celtics were defining pro basketball, Georgetown was defining college basketball, and John Thompson was the man who put it together. He took over a program that had been nothing. I don't know what Georgetown was before John Thompson got there. And John Thompson got there and made it into the most important college basketball program of the 80s by far. Nothing's even close. Patrick Ewing's team playing Michael Jordan's team for the national championship in 1982. And not just Jordan, not just Ewing, but what a game. I will remember that game for the rest of my life. If I live to be 100 and you wake me up from a dead sleep in the middle of the night when I'm 100 years old and tell me, ask me the question, do you remember the 1982 national championship game? I will say immediately Fred Brown. 
I will say immediately Michael Jordan, or Mike, as he was then known, knocking down that shot. I will say immediately Patrick Ewing goaltending, I believe, North Carolina's first five baskets in that game. Patrick Ewing, Michael Jordan, James Worthy, Sam Perkins, Sleepy Floyd, one of the legendary games ever with one of the legendary controversial endings ever. Comes back in 84, wins the national championship. Ewing beating Elijah Wan in the title game. And then 85, the 85 Georgetown Hoyas in a year in which three Big East teams made it to the final four, Georgetown, Villanova, St. John's. Oh, by the way, St. John's coached by Louis Carnesecca had Mark Jackson and Chris Mullen on that team. Georgetown beats them in the final four and then plays Villanova. And if they win that game, which if those two teams played each other a hundred times, Georgetown wins 95 of them. And Roly Massimino would be the first to tell you that if he were with us. And Jay Wright would be the second. But Villanova pitches the perfect game. They played college basketball's perfect game. It is one of the most famous college basketball games ever played. You can't play better than Villanova did and beat Georgetown. Because if Ewing and Georgetown and Thompson win that game, we're going to talk about those teams in an entirely different way. As the great among the greatest teams of all time, the UCLA teams, that Georgetown team, those teams were that good. They only won it once in those three trips to the Final Four, so people don't remember them the way they should. But they were incredibly relevant in the Big East in those early days of ESPN with Dick Vitale on the court, and they were doing those games. And it was Georgetown, and it was Syracuse with Jim Beheim, and it was St. John's with Louis Carnesecca, and 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 then Rick Pitino gets to Providence, and Jim Calhoun starts to bin, build Connecticut into something, and and we mentioned Massimino, and all the other legends that were there. Big East basketball in the '80s was epic, epic, incredibly exciting. It had a totally different energy and feel to any college basketball I had ever seen before. And I think a lot of people felt that way. So he built that. And that's part of the story. I'm Greeny. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. To only talk about John Thompson, though, as a basketball coach is to completely miss the point. To miss the proverbial forest for the trees. Because John Thompson was much more important than just being a basketball coach. The man that he was goes well beyond wins and losses. The love, admiration, and respect that his players have for him, had and have, and will always have, is something they talk about so willingly and openly, and maybe the most famous example of it was Allen Iverson, when he went into the Hall of Fame, as part of his Hall of Fame speech, said this. Coach Thompson, was saving my life. Um. For giving me uh, the opportunity, an incident happened in high school. No other teams, no other schools were recruiting me anymore. My mom went to Georgetown and begged him to give me a chance, and he did. John Thompson saved Allen Iverson's life. That's what Allen Iverson says. And John Thompson's players loved him. John Thompson was truly a man ahead of his time because we have just all lived through a week in which NBA players boycotted games because they wanted to make a statement about something they felt was more important than basketball. 31 years ago, 31 years before the Milwaukee Bucks in the bubble, 
John Thompson walked off the court in a game against Boston College to protest something that was called Proposition 48, which was an athletic and academic legislation by the NCAA that most people believed, and John Thompson believed it strongly, was unfair and disproportionately so towards black players. And John Thompson decided, we're not going to have any of that. And he walked off the court in a totally different country than the one we live in today. He put everything. Mark Jackson said this to me on TV this morning. He, at a time when even 31 years later, people will still hedge. John Thompson put all of it on the table and walked off the floor to protest something he felt was racially unjust and disproportionately impacted not just his players, but young black men all across the country. So that's who John Thompson was. So John Thompson was both a great college basketball coach, and he was. If his entire legacy was just what he accomplished on the court, he would be as he is in the Hall of Fame, and he would be one of the most famous coaches of all time. But when you add the other piece, which is a bigger piece, a more important piece, all that he did, all that he meant, all that he accomplished, then I think you were left with a real argument that could be made that John Thompson is as important a figure as there has ever been in college basketball. You, you go through the legendary players, but players come and go in college sports by the very nature of them. So Lou Alcindor only spent four years at UCLA, only played three of them. It really comes to the coaches. And John Thompson is there with any of them for what he accomplished, for what he did, and for what he meant to people. He's there with any of them. You can cover all your bases with Straight Talk Wireless. Get the same networks as big carriers. Only pay up to 50% less. Get the unlimited plans with 25 gigs of high-speed data, then 2G for just 45 bucks a month, only at Walmart. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. I had Dick Vitale on the TV show this morning. I woke him up with a phone call this morning to, to tell him the sad news. Um, he was incredibly emotional on TV with me this morning. Jim Beheim was extraordinary on TV this morning. We'll play you a portion of my interview with Beheim. I'm going to have PJ Carlissimo coming up later on this show, straight up one o'clock Eastern time. So the top of the next hour, we'll have PJ who competed against John Thompson for years in the Big East and loved him. The two of them were very close. PJ, whom I spoke to this morning as well, very emotional about the passing of John Thompson, and you will hear him in our next hour. So we are just getting started. There are a lot of other things I want to get to on this show today, including one NFL team which is doing something that usually makes no sense, but in this case, just might work. You'll hear which team and what they're doing as we get this rolling. I'm Greeny, and right now a word from DraftKings. The football season is less than 10 days away, and DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you in the center of the action with two shots at a $1 million top prize. Download the top-rated DraftKings app and use the code Greeny. You'll get a free shot at a million dollars. And for a limited time, you can get your share of $100 million in prizes once you enter DraftKings' free survivor pool. That's code Greeny, my name, for a limited time only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Other terms, conditions, and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Just getting started. I'm Greeny. This is ESPN Radio.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Greeny. The podcast. All right, I'm Greedy. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests this morning, including PJ Carlissimo, off the top of the next hour, competed against John Thompson for years. He'll be on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. I'm at home today, and you can check out ESPN Audio at home by telling Alexa to play news from ESPN. ESPN Audio at home is brought to you by Mercedes Benz Vans. Drive a Mercedes Benz van. Find out how far an extra mile really goes from customization and service to financial assistance. Mercedes Benz Vans are ready. For anything. Again, PJ Carlissimo on the way. In a moment, I will tell you the one thing an NFL team is doing that I think usually is senseless, but this year might just make some sense. But first, I want to take you through a couple of my thoughts on the NBA playoffs from the weekend. I didn't get to do almost any of this on TV this morning because we had the breaking news about Coach Thompson. And again, we'll have much more on him as we continue. But I think we have now arrived at a point where if you have a game to win and you can put the ball in anybody's hands to carry you f- through a fourth quarter, The guy you give it to is Kawhi Leonard. That doesn't make him the best player in the game today. And it is certainly not a knock on LeBron James, who I believe is the best player, or Luka Doncic, who's becoming the best player, or Giannis, who's probably the MVP, or Kevin Durant when he comes back, or anybody else. But you tell me right now, game on the line, life on the line, however, whatever analogy you want to put in it, you could put the ball in anybody's hands and say, "I, I need six minutes out of you For us to win, I'm giving the ball to Kawhi. He was unbelievable yesterday. And yeah, the Mavericks are a terrible defensive team. Someone needs to, and they have a great coach, Rick Carlisle. They will figure that out. The Mavericks are, if if Porzingis could ever stay healthy, the Mavericks are the team of the future in the NBA. They're the process. They got there the old-fashioned way. But right now, Kawhi Leonard when the game is on the line, is just unstoppable. They couldn't stop him yesterday. Now, they kept creating these switches, and so you have poor Seth Curry out there trying to guard Kawhi Leonard one-on-one. And that's a, when they look up bad matchups in the dictionary, you might want to put that up there. But that said, Kawhi is extraordinary, and he can do it from anywhere. He can take it to the basket. He can do it mid-range. He can shoot the three. He's extraordinary. So I think that Kawhi has now become that guy. Game on the line, life on the line. Not necessarily just one shot, but who do you want carrying you through a fourth quarter? I'm taking Kawhi. That said, that series, which ended yesterday, Clippers-Mavs, will not be remembered for anything Kawhi did and will not be remembered for however poorly Paul George, unfortunately, is playing. It will be remembered because it was the time that Luka Doncic went from being a future star to being one of the five best players in the NBA. Kendrick Perkins said it to me on Get Up This Morning, and I agree. Organize your list however you want it. But if you're writing five names down on a piece of paper right now, in my opinion, Luka Doncic has to be one of them. I know that's going to make a lot of people angry. 
because there were a lot of people who have done it a lot longer than he has. And I have great respect for that. I'm a big believer in respecting your elders. But to overlook what Doncic did in this series with Porzingis out, you see the way he's going after him? You see how Marcus Morris going after him? Can't get in his head? Knocking down shot after shot by himself in that fourth quarter. Single-handedly kept that team in that game. Made it interesting. Cut it to six in the fourth quarter yesterday. They couldn't get a stop because they couldn't stop Kawhi. But you can't blame Luka. You can't do more than that kid did. So this series was about Luka Doncic becoming a top five player in the NBA. We had other breaking news on Get Up this morning that I wanted to talk about, and that's Leonard Fournette being waived by the Jacksonville Jaguars. That is interesting in a lot of different ways. It is going to provoke a lot of people to continue to talk about the Jaguars tanking for Trevor. I don't know that this necessarily means that. I do believe that's what's happening. In consecutive days now, they've gotten rid of Yannick Ngakwe and Leonard Fournette in 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 basically a 12-month span where they've gotten rid of a lot of really good players. They've gotten rid of a lot better players than the ones they've kept. And maybe that is the plan because they want to get Trevor Lawrence with the number one pick. But one way or another, Leonard Fournette becomes a pretty interesting possibility. And I'll tell you, a good place to keep an eye on. You wouldn't have to travel far from Jacksonville to go to Tampa where they're putting together a loaded offense. And you don't think a physical back will run up the middle for you and smash people and play a little bit of ground and pound when they want to, when they want to run clock and things like that with Tom Brady at quarterback and those guys on the outside and all those tight ends? Boy, that'd be a good fit. Leonard Fournette to Tampa would be a good fit. There are a lot of places he would fit. He doesn't make that much money. He's young. Now he's got to be hungry because if he's going to get another deal, he better go do it somewhere in a big way this year. So he's motivated. I like everything about it. Keep an eye on Tampa. Keep an eye on Fournette. And then finally, the Chicago Bears are doing something that as a general rule, I think is a complete waste of time. And that is they're not announcing who their starting quarterback is ahead of time. They're not obligated to do it. I've had people say to me, don't they have to do that for the gamblers? They actually don't. They have to tell the gamblers if someone is healthy or not. If either Trubisky or Foles was injured, they would have to acknowledge that. They would have to put it on an injury report. If one of them wasn't playing because he couldn't play, the gamblers are entitled to knowing that. They're not entitled to knowing who Matt Nagy wants to start at quarterback, and neither is the opposition. So they open against Detroit. Matt Patricia, defensive coach. He's not entitled to know who the starting quarterback is going to be for the Bears. I've always felt that is a complete waste of time because everybody knows who the starter is going to be. Everybody inside knows and ultimately everyone outside knows. You see it through a training camp. You see it through a preseason. But in this unique instance in which no one has seen anything, no one has seen a preseason game because there aren't any. No one has seen these public scrimmages because they've been barely doing them. There's so much less information available to Matt Patricia than there normally would be that in this case, trying to keep that a secret, Trubisky or Foles, might actually make a difference week one. And in a loaded NFC and a tough division, that could wind up being an important game. So it could be a meaningful move. So I actually like it. Usually I roll my eyes at that. In this particular case, I like it. 
Coming up a little later, I'll tell you why all of my Chicago friends yell at me because I am Team Mitch, and I'm very much on an island. Tim Hasselbeck and I are on that island alone together. He said that on Get Up this morning. I wanted to give him a hug, but we weren't in the same room, so it would have been very difficult to do, and we're living in a pandemic. But I digress. The point is, he and I stand alone on the Trubisky bandwagon. I haven't given up. I think everyone else has. We'll find out if Matt Nagy has a week from Sunday. And the Lions will find out at the same time. And that's why I like the move. All right, PJ Carlissimo is on the way in about a half hour. But up next, John Thompson was a legend and he was a great coach. But not too many people knew the man behind it all. But you will hear from someone who absolutely did. That's next. I'm Greeny and this is ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Some of the reaction this morning here on our morning show, KJZ, talking about the passing of the legend, John Thompson, 78 years old. We lose him uh, and talking about it this morning as they did on the radio and I did on TV. And we'll talk plenty about it as we continue here. And we'll have Roy Williams coming up in just a few minutes. Roy Williams, who, of course, was an assistant coach on Carolina's team that beat Thompson's team for the championship, the legendary Michael Jordan game-winning shot. And then the play, for those of you not old enough to remember, that game ends because Fred Brown, who was a player on Georgetown, throws a pass to the wrong guy, just throws the ball to James Worthy, who was on the other team. And Worthy goes the length of the floor, and they wind up winning that game. And I'm looking at a tweet here. You can always tweet at me. Just use the hashtag Greenie, hashtag Greenie, and I'll see them, and that'll be a good way for us to, to, uh, to chat. And Dave Price tweets at me, my biggest Coach Thompson memory was after the devastating way they lost to Jordan's Tar Heels, the way he nearly sprinted to Fred Brown to hug him and be there for that young man. He was pure class. I remember that. I remember that was the first time I'd ever heard this expression, and it's one we've all heard again multiple times. I don't think he made it up, but I remember him saying, if that's the worst thing that young man ever does in his life, he'll live a great life. It's one of the most famous moments in college basketball history, and John Thompson, while his team was on the wrong side of it, was very much on the right side of it. So I will let you hear from a few other people who are on my TV show this morning. But first, every Monday, I bring you Monday Motivation. The great Eric Thomas has some thoughts for you as he wants to keep you fired up and keep you feeling good on these Mondays. Here's my man, Eric. Yo, what's up? It's your boy, E.T. Look, I know from personal experience, it's difficult. Yeah, I know. It hurts. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. But here, here, here's what you got to do for me. Even though it's difficult, you can't ditch it. I know you just want to cry. I know you just, you full of rage. I know I get it. I know you like, yo, I didn't sign up for this. I know you would prefer to do easy. I know. I know you want to cry. I know you want to lose hope. I know you want to give up. Do it anyway. Can I remind you that it took you a while to walk, that it was difficult to walk, but you learned how to do it anyway. I know you didn't come out the wound talking. Like it was difficult, but you did it anyway. I'm telling you, this is not the time to give up hope. Like, like success is on the other side of difficult. Everything you dream of, everything you want, it's actually on the other side of difficult. So do me a favor. Do not give up. Do not give in. It's difficult. Do not ditch it. It's difficult. It hurts. Do it anyway. Listen to me. At the end of pain, there's a reward. <laughs> so cry if you must, but don't you quit. Yeah, I know it's difficult, but don't ditch it. Keep going. I love him. It's my friend, Eric Thomas. You should follow him on Twitter at Eric Thomas, B T C at Eric Thomas, 
BTC. I think his message is outstanding, and it's one that I'm glad to bring you every Monday. And our Monday motivation is brought to you by Five Hour Energy Shots Energy on the go. The last thing, I just went to his page to make sure I had his Twitter handle right, and the last thing that he tweeted was a message um, that says Wakanda forever. Um, and it is about, again, what it has been a very difficult weekend in so many different ways uh, with Chadwick Boseman dying and now John Thompson. And 2020 has been a really difficult year in so many different ways. And that's why I think his message right now is more valuable than ever. At any rate, back to what I promised you here. And that is first Mark Jackson, Mark Jackson, who was the point guard on the St. John's team that lost to John Thompson's Georgetown team in the final four in 1985, the year that three big East teams made the final four in the same season. Mark Jackson, of course, went on to an enormous career in the NBA and is now our, one of our lead broadcasters on the NBA on ESPN. But he was on Get Up With Me this morning talking about what it was like competing against John Thompson. Here's what he said. Well, a tough morning, obviously. Um, I just think a bit about being a young kid playing for St. John's and having my own Hall of Fame coach, 95-year-old Luke Conaseca, um, uh, going face-to-face with Coach Thompson, two giants, in the Big East and in college basketball. And just as a young kid, I just I just saw him like as a dynamic figure, but more importantly, uh, as a brilliant coach, and even more importantly, as a brilliant man. If you told me I can pick any coach in the history of sports that I've never played for to be my head coach, it would be Coach John Thompson. What a remarkable statement. I don't know that there is a greater compliment that an opponent can offer to a coach than to say, if I could have played for anyone that I didn't, I wish I could have played for you. Again, those are rivals. St. John's Georgetown was an incredible rivalry. The greatest rivalry in the history of college basketball, of course, is North Carolina Duke. But for a period of time in the 80s, there was nothing like Georgetown Syracuse. Georgetown versus Syracuse at the Garden is what, and again, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not, maybe not the perfect person to talk about this in a larger sense, because that's my era, and that's where I'm from. I was growing up there at the time this was happening. But to me, Syracuse, Georgetown at the Garden, that will always be, for the rest of my life, what college basketball looks like, sounds like, and feels like. And so I had Jim Beheim on my TV show this morning, himself in the Hall of Fame, and of course legendarily competed against John Thompson. And he talked about what a great coach, particularly defensive coach, John Thompson was. He talked about the extraordinary significance of the work for racial justice in its own time 31 years ago john thompson did and then i asked jim Beheim, you know a lot of people knew him as a coach and a lot of people saw him as a mentor and father figure to his players but most of us really never got to know the man behind all of that but you did jim tell us about the man behind all of that and here's what jim Beheim told me this morning well, not as tough as the guy that was in in public. You know, he had a great sense of humor. He would kid with you, talk with you. Um, he he didn't show that side to the public. He publicly he was as tough as they come. He his team was tougher than any. Uh, when you play Georgetown, if you weren't tough, you got blown out. You got you got just rolled over, and uh, he brought that to his team and his players. Uh, but he was uh, really smart, a uh, really smart guy who saw things uh, very clearly of what 
needed to be done, what you, how the world worked, um, and you know, really, really smart about business things and life, really, and understood people, understood what had to be done. But he had a very soft side. He didn't show it a lot, but uh, I saw it after near the end. It's Jim Beheim talking about his rivalry with John Thompson. I'm not sure if that just cut off there or not. Again, I'm broadcasting from home today, so I'm not sure if that sounded uh, that way on the air or not. But that was a piece of Jim Beheim this morning talking about his rivalry and ultimately his friendship with John Thompson. And I love those stories in sports. I love hearing about how Larry Bird and Magic Johnson hated each other and then they came to love each other. I love hearing about how Chris Everett and Martina Navratilova hated each other and then came to love each other. And Beheim and Thompson, again, who were as bitter rivals as you could ever possibly imagine on the court, grew to be great friends. And so I was thrilled to have Jim talking about that on, uh, on TV this morning with me on Get Up. Another coach who competed against him in entirely different ways is Roy Williams. He'll join me next with a few thoughts. PJ Carlissimo coming up today. Much more football. We are busy on a Monday. You're listening to Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. PJ Carlissimo coming a little later. Booger McFarlane coming a little later, but right now... It is my pleasure to welcome in a Hall of Famer to talk about a Hall of Famer, Roy Williams, who, of course, is in the Basketball Hall of Fame today for leading Kansas and North Carolina's programs to so many Final Fours and so many championships. But today we'll talk a little bit about a game in which he was an assistant coach, coaching under Dean Smith when North Carolina beat John Thompson's Georgetown Hoyas in one of the most famous championship games ever played. And Coach Roy is with me on the Shell Penzoil Performance Line. Coach, I really appreciate this. How are you today? Michael, I'm hanging in there. It's tough times in our world with so many different things going on, but uh, I'm as lucky as I can be. I'm still coaching basketball. I'm happy to hear it, and it's it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Um, and, and I wonder, you know, I, I was I opened the show this morning talking to a lot of people who are perhaps too young to remember that game and mm-hmm. the game that really put Patrick Ewing on the map and put Michael Jordan in every way on the map, and, and it was so much about the coaches then with Dean and with John Thompson, whom we lost yesterday at the age of 78. What, what are your recollections of that game and of coaching against John Thompson? 
Well, I have so many recollections, and it uh, it was a long time ago, but also part of it just seems like it was yesterday. I, I remember the uh, uh, the feeling, the reverence that uh, Coach Smith had for Coach Thompson. Uh, they were genuinely really, really good friends. Uh, if uh, one of them walked in the gym and saw the other one sitting there, they would go over and sit together. I can remember having dinners with the two of them and listening to their stories, and uh, uh, they believed in the, the same things. They said the same things, maybe in a different language at times, but uh, uh, they truly were great friends. You know, Coach Thompson was his uh, assistant on the 76 Olympic team, so there was build up before that game about the friendship between Coach Smith and Coach Thompson, and I still remember the hug that they had at the end of the game and the true compassion that Coach Smith had for Coach Thompson at that time. And, you know, we, he, Coach Smith wanted us to win a national championship, but I know that it was more difficult for him because it was Coach Thompson on the other end. And the biggest memory from that game for me, uh, yeah, you can say Michael's uh, jump shot or Patrick uh, swatting all the baskets away and getting the goaltending calls or Michael's left-handed layup above Patrick or James Worthy's dunk. But the thing I remember the most was uh, uh, John Thompson hugging his player at the end who had made the pass to uh, uh, James Worthy thinking it was one of Georgetown's players and it sort of sealed the championship game. But the way that Coach Thompson hugged that young man is what I remember more than anything. Yep, Fred Brown, and, and it's one of the most famous moments ever. And he was there for his player in the lowest possible moment in basketball terms. Uh, coach Roy Williams from North Carolina with me. And the other thing I've, I've tried to talk about today, Coach, is it's difficult to put into words for people, again, who aren't old enough to have been there at the time, um, just how important a person John Thompson became above and beyond the basketball. I, he, he's a Hall of Famer just for what he did as a basketball coach, three decades of, of brilliance at Georgetown. But there was something so much more significant to him. How would you put into words the, the role and space he, he occupied in the sports history? Well, you're exactly right, Greeny. He's he was a great basketball coach. He led a great program. They were in Final Fours. They won a national championship, but that was merely a little part of uh, who Coach Thompson was. He was a mentor to me uh, and took me, put me under his arm. And uh, I've always said that the things I copied were more from Coach Smith than anybody. But uh, Coach Thompson was right there also, and uh, I think he was a giant of a man physically but bigger in the effect that he had on people and the effect he had on young people, the effect he tried to have on our game and in some ways successfully, in some ways it didn't work out as much. But he was the he was a giant of a man, not even talking about his physical size. And I think that uh, the way he cared for his players and got people to understand that his players were student athletes, uh, they weren't. Uh, African-American guys who just played basketball. It was important to him. I coached a USA basketball team during trials one time in about 91 or 92, something like that. And I remember we got all the kids up at like 6 o'clock in the morning and got them on their planes to to get them back home. And uh, the two players from Georgetown, uh, Othella Harrington and Joey Browner, they came down and – uh, they made the team, but this is 6 o'clock in the morning, and they came down in coat and tie. And it was his impact and his handprint on so many of those kids, even to this day, 
and that's where he was great. He was great with people, and he was great trying to get people to do the right things, and that was far more important than his basketball games. Very quickly, Roy, and I wish I had all day in the world to talk to you about this. What do you remember about specifically the Proposition 48 fight? Because that that has become the stuff of legend. He walked off the court. This is 31 years ago, so far ahead of his time. What do you remember about that? I remember being on a conference call with uh, Coach Thompson and several coaches, and I said, heck, I'll walk too. And I told my athletic director, Bob Frederick, that at Kansas, and, uh, and Coach Thompson said, no, let me do it. And it was like he was going to take the chance for everybody else. I can still see him throwing that towel over his shoulder and walking diagonally across the court, across the foul line. I can still see that image in my mind today. That's a remarkable story. And what what a remarkable recollection that is. Coach, let's talk under more pleasant circumstances soon. The best of the family. Thank you very much for doing this, and I'll see you soon. Okay, Michael, thank you very much for doing this uh, because Coach Thompson really was so much more than a basketball coach. He was. Thank you, Roy. Roy Williams, Hall of Famer, North Carolina, um, and and just a terrific person. And I knew I wanted to ask him about that game, the Carolina-Georgetown game, because he was on the bench. Roy Williams there when Michael Jordan was a player, then, of course, went on to Kansas and had huge success there and has now come back to Carolina and won three national championships. But if I could make this straight talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, It is, you could count on the fingers of one hand the number of people who have had the kind of success that John Thompson did as a coach and still be able to say that isn't the most important part of their legacy. That is a rare, rare thing. I'm I'm trying to think who else I would put in that category, and I should have spent some time writing down some names because I'm sure right now you're going to start tweeting them to me. Well, why don't you use hashtag Greeny, hashtag G-R-E-E-N-Y. Who would other people be who would be in that category of coaches? And I think generally, not exclusively, but generally college coaches, by virtue of who it is they're coaching, are going to have a greater ability to make an impact on the people that they're coaching than, than professional. But I'm open to any of them. Coaches that made a bigger impact, who had that caliber of success on the court. Again, this is a Hall of Fame coach just exclusively based on the wins and losses, but then made an impact that was even greater than that societally, otherwise. Whatever the appropriate phrase is, that's what John Thompson was. Tweet some thoughts at me. I'd look forward to seeing them come in. Hashtag Greeny. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. We will talk to PJ Carlissimo, who coached against John Thompson and was very emotional when I called him this morning to tell him the news. You'll hear from PJ and more next. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.